1: Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband give a good warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety of course to your children and to all those who you live with do me a favor it's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m on sunday morning next of course let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the lord this is father andre and good holy sunday morning with god Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our life. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear friends. Uh, um, You know, wake up. Let us wake up the dawn. It's been almost a full year between you and me that we have been on the show. We started um, raising awareness about the persecuted Christians, and as we evolved on our morning prayers every Sunday morning together with KNUS, and hopefully for years to come, um, we have discovered the magnitude of the crisis and the big problem that we in the United States as a people of God also are being subjected to. And uh, we are discovering that in somehow we are being cheated there's somebody not treating us as adults somebody is confiscating our will as as if almost every time we as americans have to justify that we are good people because somebody takes our goodwill and turn it in somehow using our money using our potentials using our gifts using our professional excellence and they make of it something evil to hurt us back to hurt our freedom, to hurt our family, to hurt our faith, to hurt God, and to hurt the world. But with this, we have to stand up, we have to rise, and we have to ask the Lord, Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. We pray with uh, the canticle of Isaiah the prophet uh, on this morning, on chapter 38. We pray, once I said, in the noon time of life I must depart. To the gates of the another world I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living." No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow I utter through shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak, gazing heaven's word. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction when you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not another world that gives you thanks nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down in the pit await your kindness. The living, the living, the living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O oh God, your faithfulness. With this, my brothers and sisters, it is privileged privilege to um, wrap this um, full year of beautiful Sunday mornings that we spent together I want to thank you for your beautiful collaboration and contribution to have, again, a beautiful contributor to this great show. And she does it freely with her kindness and with her big, big, big heart. Lara Logan, um, um, a wonderful asset to many of us, a wonderful voice of truth and of reality. And Lara, I want to say good Holy Sunday morning to you from Colorado.
2: Good morning, Father.
1: And, Lara, I know um, in you there is this, uh, uh, there is a huge love for America. In you there is also huge sadness, and uh, I could say you are are upset. Are you upset with the way the will of American people is being confiscated, misrepresented? And I clarify in what context. We have seen uh, many, many things this past year. We have seen... People who are Americans and allies in Afghanistan being thrown, being tra- trampled under the airplane wheels, being being basically not evacuated properly and not evacuated. It seems, uh, to a certain extent, the way it was told that they will be. We have seen Pakistan taking over Afghanistan. We have seen Russia in Syria. We have seen somehow. Um, will Iran take Lebanon? <laughs> God forbid. For instance, is Russia gonna take Ukraine? Uh, what is the story? What, what, what are What is the big truth, and is there a big lie, if I may ask you?
2: Well, there have been many lies, and perhaps one of the most damaging of all is the lie of Russia collusion. Because for years, um, at a cost of hundreds of millions of dollars to the U.S. taxpayer, but more than that, at a far greater cost, we have lived the lie that um, somehow there was some form of collusion between Donald Trump and his campaign and the Russian government. And, you know, every kind of uh, vague or uh, slightly ridiculous connection in any form, such as, for example, searching a Russian wireless uh, company from the White House was used as proof of a false relationship. And uh, and I say something like that used as proof because this was described as rare, for example. When it wasn't rare, there had been, you know, hundreds of thousands of those kinds of searches Uh, from the U.S., many of them from the White House, and most of those taking place during the Obama years. So, you know, that's the kind of selective detail that was cherry-picked to deceive the American people. And today, we're being told that spying on the office of the president, spying on the duly elected president of the United States, no matter what his name is or her name, is not a a significant crime. And so it's a perpetuation of the lie. And, And That big lie was really important because it covered criminal acts by people who actually conspired against uh, the government and the people of the United States of America. And what it really exposed is that the entire idea of we the people, the people being the government um, in America, this is a government of the people, by the people, and uh, for the people, but that idea was treated by a certain class of people in this country as a, as a quaint little story to pass down to the generations, but one which they didn't actually mean. And what it exposes is that we've been laboring under an illusion in the United States, an illusion of freedom, an illusion of a government for the people, and all the things related to that. And when I say an illusion, it's not because it doesn't exist or never existed. It's because it's been stolen from us. It's been taken from the people by a small group of people who do not have the best interests of the United States or any of us, regardless of where we stand, regardless of the color of our skin. They do not have our best interests at heart. How do we know that? Well, because they lie. They lie about everything. They lied about COVID. They're still lying about COVID. They're forcing people to take vaccines for a disease where there is no medical justification for the forced mandate. And that's how you know the lie. Wow. It doesn't matter how you feel about COVID or how you feel about the government. Wow. We, know, we know that many people in Ukraine identify with Russia. We know that this uh, administration has the wheels of justice are coming towards very senior, very powerful people in this country. And this is uncharted territory. We have never been here in our history. Never. Never.
1: Been here. Are Americans understanding, are: do we have time to absorb all of this? Are we up to take the right action? What is the right action? Before we go to the truckers, before we go to uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine, before we go to um, uh, all of all of these issues, are you disappointed that Americans are slow in understanding or you think Americans understood what's happening but they're not Acting yet act on time. What, what, what interpretation can American draw, and what mm-hmm. is the right action they need to take?
2: Honestly, Father Andre, my personal feelings—they um, <laughs> really don't matter. Whether I'm disappointed or not disappointed is irrelevant. There is a reality here that exists regardless. You know, John Durham has been working slowly and methodically. People can try to undermine what he's doing; they can try to minimize it. But they cannot change the truth. And the truth is that we have a window. We have a small window in which to take action in order to protect the republic in this country and to protect the freedoms that people all over the world believe in. It is, whether it's the truckers in Canada or it is people in Afghanistan or it is people in Ukraine, the right to live freely as free men, created equal under God, is a right that we believe in, and that is the right that is under attack right now. And there's a small window to really address that. If you look at at what has happened over the last few years, I think people can see very clearly around them that there is an increasing speed or velocity to events, right? If you look at the speed with which the Biden administration, for example, is changing our way of life, the speed with which COVID changed the world as we knew it. These things represent something very, very significant. You know, you sit there and you think, well, how could they get us to stop eating meat? Men have eaten meat. Man has eaten meat since the man first walked on the earth. Our bodies are built that way. Our DNA is created for that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yet, you're now looking at an energy crisis where the price of gas, natural gas, is so high that the price of fertilizer is pushing us into a worldwide famine. When people are starving, they will eat anything. So if you think today I'm not going to give up my meat and eat this thing that they created in a factory and I have no idea what's in it, you will eat that when there's nothing else to eat. You will uh, go to electric vehicles and give up your gas vehicles when there is no gas or when you can't afford it. You will go along with the Biden administration's World War III plans in Ukraine um, when the bombs have gone off and we have no choice. So you either wake up, you either recognize the reality and the truth that's right in front of you, or you don't. I have no control over that. I remember the old Irish prayer that God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom, and the wisdom, to, wisdom to, know to know the difference. The
1: difference. Yeah. I am
2: nothing. I am just a journalist. I'm doing everything that I can to get people to see the truth, to rise above their politics, to clear away the political mess and look at the principles. But I am, I, I have no ability and no, you know, power over anybody else. It is up to each and every one of us to open our eyes and open our hearts.
1: That, that's, that's wonderfully said, Lara, and it is not political message. You actually are speaking to the conscience of the people because I think the risk here is that the United States will end up really suffering a lot, meaning the people of the United States. I mean, if I were to analyze as, as a private citizen, if I look at the trillions of dollars that are being printed, for instance, you spoke about an energy crisis. Can you deny that there could be a possible currency crisis, for instance? I mean, when, when trillions of dollars are being printed, right? When the interest, I think, I think for our yes. debt is over like 160 some trillion dollars. It's basically physically impossible to pay back that debt Father, and somehow.
2: Father, we're in the middle of a currency crisis. We are. They tried to use COVID to get rid of coins why do they want to get rid of coins because we hold, hold on can you repeat that please can you repeat society. that
1: can you repeat that they, they try to use COVID to get rid of coins like actual coins, yes. physical actual oh my god
2: coins, because what did they say coins are dirty coins contain germs coins are a health risk right they're trying to get rid of cash whether it's the physical coins or the cash itself and the cash itself in some respects, is somewhat meaningless already, because this is a fiat currency, which means it is not backed by anything physical. You can literally just keep printing it. And what have we seen? That The Biden administration has rejected the past models, which are based on the principle that if you spend money or you borrow money, you have to somehow account for that. No, they don't think that they have to do that. They can just print as much money as they want, They don't have to worry about inflation because they no longer believe in those in in those models.
1: So, Lara, Lara, I think are you are you really not taken seriously? uh, If I may challenge you a little bit, because, you know, in Colorado, I am already, you know, persecuted and (laughs) and Lara under a lot of persecution. But we have, as you said, we have to rise up. We have to wake up. We have to recognize the truth. And we have basically to rise above politics and we have to defend everybody. And there is no question. And I agree with you on that. But you have a parishes locally here. They send the actual COVID test in the bags of the children inside Catholic schools, inside private schools, not only in public schools. You have a pastors and, and, and pastors in Catholic parishes in dioceses and in other Christian places that they basically are telling the people, you will know when you come to receive Holy Communion, if you're lying to God or not by taking the vaccine, for instance, I'm just saying they're saying those things. So they're making people feel guilty. If you're not taking the vaccine and you lied about it, you cannot get to come and to receive Holy Communion inside the church. And you're saying the whole COVID basically contained, even though despite, and I know you do believe and you do see it uh, credibly, that there was an, as an actual virus. There was an actual um, um, illness and, and disease, but they lied and the way they used it. So did they lie I have at the Vatican?
2: one question for you. Go ahead. I have only one question for you. Is that what God... Would want, God would say you cannot take communion until you have a COVID test?
1: No, definitely not.
2: (laughs) No. Would God say you cannot come to church or to mosque or to school? You cannot come to worship and to pray. Would God say that? Would God say you can go to a marijuana dispensary or you can go and get alcohol but you can't go to church.
1: Well, you're reasonable, you but people, uh, you're reasonable, but you're not the pastor. You're not a bishop. You know, you're not the Vatican. I'm asking you a critical question because I these myself, not, I think these priests are, are suffering, questions. right? These I, are
2: I, I... pastors and bishops and people that are not walking with God. I'm sorry, but they are not. It is one thing when we know nothing about COVID to be, um, to be concerned and to be extremely cautious and so on and so on. It's one thing at that point. But if you look at where we are today, there is no medical justification for forced mandates. If people want to take uh, the vaccine, they can take the vaccine. If People want to quarantine themselves. But at no time in history have we ever punished healthy people because of those who are not healthy. That is not how uh, a free society works. And not only that but we have never isolated only one health risk at the expense of all others. We have never disregarded the millions forced into poverty because not because of the virus, but because of the way we dealt with the virus, and forced into Don't famine. Forget.
1: And I want to thank you here, really, Lara, you and, uh, and this this beautiful media group at K N U S and other friends who supported us to feed the people. For instance, because you know th- those mandates and uh, the food shortages. Despite all of this, the mission of hope and mercy honestly fed, allowed food for over fifty thousand people in Lebanon in 2021 alone. And now this year, we just started getting back on our feet and asking people for funding. We We just sent yesterday 867 families food boxes for a month and medication. You're right. The real problem that was caused by COVID, and I'm, 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 the reason why I'm saying this, is actually it caused poverty and famine in the world, family division, family divisions. Oh, and, unbelievable. And
2: Father Andre, you know how much suicide is up? Suicide amongst people of all ages. Early dementia. What we did to the elderly in the nursing homes, we put them in solitary confinement and drove them into madness to die lonely deaths where they never felt the touch of a loved one ever again.
1: But you still have to for be vaccinated what? to go out to work in the Vatican, for instance. How do you justify that? I mean, uh, the, the, did the, 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 the science achieve the Vatican? Ah.
2: The Vatican, are you kidding me? The Pope is talking about climate change, but he is not talking about all the churches being burned. He's not talking about the children being trafficked by Catholic charities. You... He's not talking about the people who are prevented from praying. He's not talking about the, the end of freedom and civil liberties I across see... the Western world. He's not talking about the end of Judeo-Christian civilization. I cannot speak for the Vatican, obviously. But it seems to me that we are in a moment um, of, of true evil. And, uh, you know, they have to decide which side they're on. If you look at their actions, it doesn't appear that they're on the right side of history. And I want to be, I don't want anyone to have any misunderstanding. My uncle died of COVID. My mother-in-law uh, was in hospital for a long time in ICU. I've had it twice, my husband and my children have had it. I know many people who have been ill. There is no question that the virus is real, but there are real questions over who created it and why it was created, because it contains proteins and other things in it that are not natural, that suggest that it was engineered. And we have many questions that are unanswered over this virus. And we know, I have known from day one that the Wuhan lab and every other medical faci- uh, lab laboratory like that in China is a bioweapons facility. U.S. intelligence has monitored all of these. You don't see the Chinese coming out and curing cancer. You don't see them using their, um, their resources to help their own people. There are people in China who die of the most basic diseases. So the Chinese are not at the forefront of improving you know, the health and welfare of the citizens of the world. I mean, well, that much is obvious. Well,
1: Lara, we have we have a lot of um, uh, pro and counter counter um, arguments, definitely. But in meanwhile, definitely, people, it's horrible that they're dying, and definitely, and somehow, religion has to play a, a better role. And you know, you know there how much under suffering and under persecution I personally but you know what? am. Tell there's
2: me. only one truth
1: yes and there is God in our hearts absolutely for instance I want to tell you how do you feel about the church of Saint-Chiplice um, um, en France C'est l'église uh, <laughs> it's the church that is the oldest basically in France you know um, there is a mandate that prohibits a priest to celebrate the Latin Rite Mass so the mass that was in celebration up till 1968 is prohibited now you cannot celebrate it to a certain extent basically and then in that church of Saint-Chiplice which is the oldest the church, they stopped that Latin Rite Mass. You cannot celebrate it, but there is a room for prayer for Muslim people to pray inside the church.
2: Well, I will ask you where uh, in the Muslim world uh, is there room for Christians to come and pray inside the mosque?
1: Well, well I, I am sure. I, listen, I am happy in the Emirates that they made compounds of all these religions that they can pray. Like, you know, they told Catholics, this is your church, but, you know, they, they put like a fence around them. You're right. They, they still fence them, and they, they build them churches. They tell them you cannot put cross on top of it, but at least you have a building. You have to be fenced in. So basically, they, they declare it so it doesn't basically take over the entire land. You're right. They, they do it. They do in their own way, allow the Christians to pray, but definitely night inside uh, the mosque. Uh, we We have three minutes because I really you have a lot to share with us and I have a lot to kind of like ask you about on behalf of Coloradans and people on behalf of the Christians. We try to really stand up and try to say what is the right action we need to take. There is Ukraine and Russia. Is this a true war or a false flag? And what is the right attitude that we need to have? This will be the last question, Laura. Really, it's Sunday morning, people have to want to pray. What is it that we need to pray for? There is a false flag or there is a real war?
2: I think we should pay, pray for the truth. That's what we should pray for. Because the truth, uh, know ye the truth, and the truth shall set ye free. You know, and that's that's the reality. That's the most important thing that we can concentrate on. Because... You know in that part of ukraine many 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 people speak russian many people identify as russian sure there are people who don't but they're the only stories that we hear about in the media there is no balance and there is nobody asking i i would refer people to look up what the secretary of state tony blinken has said about the U.S. as a superpower. He, he repeated the words of Obama before him when he said that this idea that there's one nation, you know, that leads the others in the world is should be confined to the dustbin of history. Those were his words. Oh. He said there's no place for it in the world. So if the U.S. is not... Supposed to be a leader in the world. Why is it up to the U.S. to intervene in Ukraine? This to me is very obvious that we're being lied to and misled. This is an administration that is desperate to avoid the wheels of justice and accountability that are heading for them in the form of John Durham, but also I see. in the form of COVID, because people are seeing now when you have an illness that today has the death rates of flu. There is no reason to force thousands of pilots out of the Air Force and the Army or thousands or of soldiers or, or doctors, ages, yeah. and so on and so on.
1: Laura, what is your message to truckers? You have 30 seconds. What is, the tra- what is your message to
2: truckers? We stand with you. We know you are not white supremacists. We know you represent people of all races, all colors, I mean, all creeds, all religions. We are not blinded. We are not fooled. And uh, we will stand with you to the end, and we're grateful.
1: The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to strange instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today and join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father